This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 114 of Banging on the Drum. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, share. We do really appreciate all 13,000 of you guys doing that out there. But as always, I am your host, P Dog, joined alongside my host, M Dog. And M Dog, how are you doing today? You howling. Howling good. Just howling good. I mean, that's, uh, what, that's what I yeah. like to see. That's what I like to hear. I don't know. I think I had a, I had an okay day. I mean, it started pretty shitty, but it ended up being just fine. No big deal. Maybe because I got enough like positive credits at work that they decided that they just had to talk to me about something and not fucking fire me today. So okay. they went to fire that, me. If I would have done is- this probably multiple times, I might have got fired. But like, I'll get into my under right away. I left a cabinet open at work on yet yesterday. For a few hours that uh, I thought you were gonna be going more around the touching butts or some something like that. But oh no, okay. no, no. I did yeah, maybe not in that prison, maybe in another prison, but not this prison. <laughs> yeah, they don't care about that in there. Uh, yeah, that, that's like what that's what <laughs> that's what wreck time is there. <laughs> that's not what I was getting at, but fair, you know, fair enough, like twisted. I I like that. I was saying that maybe in another prison I might be touching butts and stuff, but not in yeah. not in this prison, right? So yeah, rec time stands for like uh, rectum, rectum time. <laughs> They're going to play with the other guys' rectums. No, you can't Sorry, do that. Shit. That's, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That was that's, that was good. Uh, but I left a cabinet open. Um, which is a pretty big no-no. It was behind a locked door and it wasn't like a sharps cabinet, right? So there's nothing that is like accounted for or like really is counted or like if we lost it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Mostly like markers and pencils and paint cups and paint and okay, yeah. like papers and stuff like that for artwork. And so like there was nothing sharp in there. Uh, so the sharps cabinet I did account for, locked it up, counted all my stuff, made sure every all the shadowed stuff was there, locked that one up. The other one I forgot to lock. Yeah, I got it. It just seems so weird, like being put into a place where someone has to do that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like it would just be such like oh yeah odd, odd you're saying if you get put in put in a place like that where security yeah. matters yeah so and like, i get get like why you have to do that but like you're like oh you know our our boss or whatever i guess you're not their boss or anything but like well, kind of I, I mean kind of yeah yeah forgot to lock up the crayons so you know like you could get in trouble I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's no just no no like legitimately I did get say I did I was told like be more conscious of what you're doing, right? And um and so obviously, right? I was like, yeah, I probably should, but that is exactly what it was. Like I didn't lock up the crayons. Like you were yeah. making a joke about crayons, but it was legitimately there are crayons in that in that cabinet, hundred percent. 
Yeah, I mean, that is crazy to me, having someone have like that much control over you. Because even yeah. though it was like a, a culture They can shock, have crayons. They can have their own crayons. Like if they buy their own, these are just our crayons and those are locked up. Oh, okay. So it's more of a, hey, so they don't vandalize our shit type deal than yeah, like they're going to eat or it. Steal our, or steal our stuff, right? Like so okay. they'd be stealing from us or from other patients, I guess is probably the best way to look at it. That So if you take all of our crayons, then the patients that come down to that room wouldn't be able to use them. So you're kind of stealing from everyone, yeah. from the community pile. Like it's like almost like taking books from the library, like stealing them where like everybody can use those, but if someone steals it, then you never get it back. Right. Yeah. So it's just, those people are assholes. Those people, if, if yeah, they, yeah, they all are, but, but those are the people who deserve to be locked up. So those are probably the people in there. Yeah, to a large extent, they really are. No, honestly, like they'd be the people that like would take advantage of you and it doesn't matter like what would happen to you. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some of them are just like brain dead, right? Like I shouldn't say brain dead, but like just not all there cognitively too. And so some of those guys end up there, but there are guys that are just malicious with basically every action that they do. If it's not good for them, then it won't happen. Okay. Yeah. Like a top, like a toddler, like wild hammering yeah. holes in the wall, or even me in high school, just punching holes in friends walls for not that I, I, I didn't do that, but <laughs> I've seen it happen and I laughed. Yeah. So, but yep. Um, um yeah, like just guys that are only out for themselves ever. And so it's, they can control themselves because they are adults, right? Like you would they think they know they're not, well, the, I would say that they can, because if staff is around, they do, right? Sometimes they don't, I guess, like very rarely if staff are around, do they not control themselves? But if staff aren't like, they can't regulate their decision-making very well bad morals what it comes to yeah yeah they they do what they want to do when nobody's looking and not yeah not what they should do when nobody's looking okay yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah lock those fucking cabinets up mike you i did so so let's i'm gonna let's be fair here i did it was locked up so the cabinet door wasn't locked but the room door was locked Right. Yeah, so, that's that's good enough for me. I went to the I, like that's too. like that's like the way my brain works, you know. Like, and if I run into that, like I just lock the cabinet and don't worry about shit. Right. I'm not telling, like I'm not asking dumb questions. I'm not dry snitching on people. Like, um, oh, so if you were the one to find it, you would just be like, what? I just lock the fucker up. Yeah, right. Lock yeah. it up. Yeah, lock yeah, that, it up. That's very on. much how I operate too. It's like, oh, someone probably forgot like i could see this happening to me so i'm not gonna make yeah, a, so I, make a yeah. deal about it and so like i wouldn't go out and be like uh is this cabinet supposed to be locked i wouldn't say that shit right like uh, <laughs> like i don't know what a, like another question would be but i wouldn't dry snitch on somebody else either like well i see this guy doesn't ever lock it so i don't need to lock it and tell somebody that like i just go in and lock the fucking door but it's okay no worries 
Um, I guess for my overs, the kids are back at school. Uh, day one went pretty well. It it is a little like shocking to have your littlest one end up in school. So he's only going two days a week, but that first day when he kind of mows in across the crosswalk with his backpack on, leaving us for good, it's a little weird. <laughs> it's kind of like the first bit? one. I did not. I did not. However, there's other people in my family that did, and we're not going to name no names. But <laughs> Yeah, it probably wasn't Kelly. I don't think it would have been her. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all, right? No, no. Went to uh, and then uh, after four or so years, maybe three and a half, eh, probably four years, I finally got, like, so I put a mudroom on my house at one point. We might have discussed this on, on the podcast. Maybe not, though. Yeah, but I put I a mudroom on my house. And, like, it's always just been plywood on the outside where I finished it. And I never got around deciding it. And so after about four years, I did that. Got it done. Took me like three hours. It wasn't even that hard of a job. (laughs) (laughs) But I did not do it and did not do it for a long fucking time. Yeah, I know we because we've talked about this before and I was kind of confused what a mudroom was. But yeah, I I do understand what a mudroom is. That's like. Because when I hear mudroom, I think of like an adobe hut, like something you see you. in like Arizona or something. But like when you say mudroom, it's like muddy shoes go in this room. Yeah. Yep. So it's basically like a pre-entrance room, right? Like sort of a place yeah. that you go in your house, like a porch. I mean, yeah. it was probably that, that's when what I was a kid. I, that's what I call it is yeah. like, because we have, if you if we're going to call it a mudroom, like we have a nice ass mud room at the place i'm staying at right now so yeah um, where you put all your shoes and shit and it's kind of like an entryway into the house yeah and, and then we got like a bunch of chairs and shit out there well we used to but we did we took them out but uh yeah a nice place to chill too but yeah i understand what a mud room is now but i think you should just start calling it a porch or like it's not really a porch though man it is enclosed it's part of the house it's like a three season thing yeah exactly it's that's not heated that's a porch nah, i don't know doesn't feel like it's very small you you put a fan out there in the summer you put a heater out there in the winter and you have a porch i've ate <laughs> at slice of chicago in their mud room and they just had like portable heaters out in their mud room and it's just probably yeah that seems le- that seems legit for slice of chicago um that that little bar we were in is probably as big as my mud room yeah that's not yeah. true that was a pretty small bar you think your mud room is bigger than the bar no it's not yeah i still don't think so we went to the smallest bar in the world definitely not the smallest that, bar yeah. in the world yeah no it's a it, tiny bar to like, but once you got inside, it was a lot bigger than the outside looked, right? Yeah. But on the same topic of this, I've always thought it was weird that Sparta claims. So the town I'm from that everybody that listens to this is from, or at least 50% of the people claims to be the bicycle capital of the world. And it's gotta be I'm, Holland or like someplace in China. Or I mean, of the United States. I don't think they claim yeah. the world title, but they claim the United States title. Yep. And I've ran into enough people where it's kind of 
odd. Legit. Yeah, where they were like, oh, yeah, the bicycle capital thing, like from the Sparta Elroy Trail. And like, I don't know, that that kind of blew my mind because I was just like, why do we claim this? Like, we do we do not. No one rides a bike in Sparta. Like, no. El- so that's not why you claim it. Ride bikes in sparta like a guy with a six pack of like some sort of ice beer is the only person you see riding a bike in sparta yeah so i think that you guys get it because you're the biggest town on that trail right and it is the absolute first tracks to trails bike trail in the united states i don't know what that means but so they're they were the first ones right so sparta elroy trail is the first train tracks to bike trail conversion oh. in the United States. So I'm guessing that's why you went with the bicycle capital world. And then on top of that, you got Speed's bike shop. Yeah. And that place, yeah, they sell some sick Huffies there. <laughs> I remember I got a Huffy with a dyno, or no, not a dyno. So I got a GT. Do you remember bikes? Were bikes cool yeah. to you when you were little? Yeah, yeah, for a while they were. When like, I was trick, like probably like trick. 13 to 15. Bikes yeah, like cool. trick bikes, though. Like, you got the. I never had a back. trick bike. I never had a trick bike. But God, I used to. I did like I, bikes. I, I yeah, can't like, believe I think I a GT would have been a trick. A dyno would have been like an expensive yeah, bike. It um, was a dyno GT. And I, everyone thought I was crazy. Actually, I think I had a dyno with the GT racing seat on it. Because I don't think dyno GT was a brand, but I had a bike with elements of dyno and elements of GT. Sorry for did you do tricks? with that. Yeah, did you do any tricks on that bike? Did you, I hopped can you do the, any sweet tricks? I hopped a couple manhole covers in my day. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't learn to do a bunny hop until I was probably like, I was at I was at Jordan's. We were at a party at Jordan's place, and he had a bike in the house. And I was bunny hopping. I was tr- like trying to figure out how to bunny hop in the fucking house. As I was yeah. like super a, hammered. A former coworker of ours was. Yeah. We we worked with like a fucking monkey. Like yeah, it was super athletic, <laughs> but not an athlete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, a good way did, to describe it? Yeah. Him? He did not play football. He did not play basketball. He did, did some wrestling. I stuff. think. Yeah. I think he was a little bit of a wrestler. His younger brother was a great wrestler. And, yeah. uh, but he could do everything else. He could do a backflip standing on the ground. Like he could. Yeah. Super athletic, not an yeah. athlete. Like parkour athlete type yep. athlete. Like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see that guy do a backflip on a on a bike. No, he would have definitely tried something like that for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't thought All of right. him in a while. That was a good good jog down memory lane. Oh yeah, I I just remember doing bunny hops in his fucking kitchen <laughs> on his bike, and then uh, so I'm gonna pull back another one. So Ryan and I were wrestling and busted his roommate's fucking coffee table. There was people on the coffee table and we were wrestling and we bumped into it and the cat table just fucking collapsed. Just right. Yeah. But there was probably because there was like 400 pounds on it, like two people. Right. And then it just gets bumped at like a little out of alignment, fucking crash down. 
I remember hearing about this party thinking it was like the coolest thing that could have ever happened to you in the world. And to me, but not to No, you. no, no, not to, to me at the time as well. Because I think I think you guys, it was like a Thursday night party when I was still in high school. So like, could have been, I yeah. was at high school, like while you guys were like having the, the time of your life. But yeah, it, really- it was a huge snowstorm that night, I believe, too. And like in the morning, we drove home in that shit, I think. It was sketchy as fuck getting home. <laughs> you think though. There was a different day that was definitely sketchy as fuck getting home. I think it was after that party though. Yeah. No, good times, good times at the old Rumple Fitness Center. Oh, I, yeah. I can't even remember. So youngest kid went to school. Um, you got in trouble at work for leaving the crayon drawer open. It left the crayon drawer open. I like the way you put in that. Makes me feel way less bad about it. And then finish the siding on my house too. Short. Okay. Okay. What short a little project. So what, what do you got? What was your shitty part of your week? So shitty part of the week. This just popped in my head. So I've been working at this place for a while. Honestly, probably my favorite stretch of time. So this has been a place where I've worked either in the summer or just came there. Like when I had nothing better to do worked. probably my favorite time. Um, Cause this time I really got to go like shift to shift and really get to meet like every single person where it feels like in the past, I would know like four people very well. Cause I would have four people that were working the same shift as me and then i would know like maybe eight more people like kind of all right because they would work different shifts as me but i would hand hand the shift off to them like do a shift change brief with them so i would like see them for like 15 20 minutes like this time i really got to like rotate through every team as we would call it oh nice and work with like every team really enjoyed i think everybody i worked with like i i really did and and this was my last day so that was kind of an under and not even like in a sentimental way or anything but just saying goodbye to people i just hate it like not not because it's like sad or anything it is kind of sad but it's awkward as well because you're like yeah i do really like you and i hope we keep touch we probably won't type deal but especially when it's like co-workers like it's not like you're not like on a hugging level like it, it was it was all handshake goodbyes for sure i did not hug people i'm not a great hugger i hug like my wife's friends and shit like that because brazilians hug over everything they they kiss and shit on the cheek and stuff but no kissing for you yeah i guess i i'd i'd kissed a couple people on the cheek goodbye but uh but it's just americans i think um i remember i went to school with korean right and he was like it's so weird that people just leave and they don't say bye and i was like it's it's american like uh 
Yeah. And then you have the Midwest goodbyes that are like, you say you're leaving and then you're there for 45 minutes yet. Yeah, for sure. There's like Midwest goodbyes and like Irish goodbyes and stuff like that. But it's like a classroom goodbye. Like you didn't say bye to people at school, you know, like you just left. Yep. Yep. If that makes sense. Because I always remember this Korean guy that I would be in uh, group projects with. He was like, you never say bye to me after class. We just leave. And I'm like, and I would like sit next to him. I don't know where you're like, I don't, story, I don't but... know what, like why I need to say goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like... I guess, I guess that was kind of, but, but yeah, this, this was a, a bittersweet goodbye, I guess. And so that, that's kind of an under, um, I don't know how many people from this I will see again. I'm sure I'll see probably half of them again, if not yeah. more. But there'll be quite a few I don't see. But that just came to me. My real under, though, is flight times. Piss me off. Everywhere you want to go will let you get there late and make you leave there early. And I've noticed this like more and more with flights. And it doesn't make sense to me why. So we're we're trying to get back to Wisconsin for a wedding. I mean, we're definitely getting back to Wisconsin for the wedding, but our flight is at six at night to get there. And we get into Minneapolis at like midnight or, or whatever it it's a direct flight. So probably not quite that late. So we, we get on a flight in Florida at six, get to Minneapolis at eight 30, nine o'clock drive from Minneapolis to Sparta get there at midnight and then when you're going to a wedding on sunday which is going to be awesome that's actually my over uh that i think this wedding is going to be probably one of the best weddings i've ever went to just because the two people getting married are very uh everyone loves them type deal like oh nice they're they're the people yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain it. But there's like the life of the party. Like even but yeah, it's two life of the parties getting married. So you know their wedding is gonna be lit, it's gonna be a party. Um, but then the only flight we could get back the next day is out of Minneapolis at like eight in the morning. So we're the leaving. Next day? Yeah, the next Holy day shit. at eight in the morning. I did not want to do it. Um, with this other under hurricane hitting Florida, maybe that's I'm hope I'm no, 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 that we, this was booked like, uh, far in advance, but it might actually come out to like, help us a little bit, like that we'll have to chill for a minute before we get back. But honestly, where we're flying into shouldn't, uh, be affected, but Roll into the next under hurricane's gonna hit uh the closest beach to our place in Tallahassee and roll into Tallahassee. So we're not there, but the people of Tallahassee might be having a rough time for a while and we might come back home 
into absolute wreckage. Like usually it dies down a little bit and it looks Before like it's it going to Yeah, and it looks like it's going to miss Tallahassee a little to the east where usually your front right quadrant of a hurricane is going to be like where your most damage is done and we're going to be in like the front left a little left of the front left, a little west of the front uh front west quadrant so we'll see how that goes but sure. yeah that that's what i got um my other over was trivia tonight it was just me and another dude we didn't know we were going into trivia and we went to a bar to get some beers like my last day type thing and we actually did pretty all right at trivia we took second so- place Usually these are like teams of 10, right? So we got beat by a team of six and it was just me and another dude. And we took second place out of three teams. So nice. And did you have any questions about the Magna Carta? No, none about the Magna Carta. It's barely trivia then. My, my most pissed off answer that. I knew right after I submitted one, it was something about uh, who wrote a book about analyzing dreams in 1899. And we were just brainstorming. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, okay. so yeah, like the first thing that they, they were pretty easy trivia questions like that, but I wasn't thinking like that at that time. Like it was still like pretty early in the game. And we were just like, who wrote shit in 1899? So we we're like Mark Twain. And I was like, it definitely doesn't sound like something Mark Twain wrote. I turned the card in because I was the one that kept turning the card in. I went back and sat down and I was like, that was Freud. And I was like, should I go back up there and see if he'll let me change it? Because I know, I know who it is. So, and we both decided that like, it was probably bushly to do that. So I didn't even go up and try, but yep. that pissed me off. My proudest answer was something about the Will Smith wild, wild West movie. And I just, oh, knew nice. it in like, like a heartbeat, but, but I'll take it. It was good. No, yeah, that, that's a, I feel like I should start partaking in trivia nights. What's the harm? Trivia, trivia is a good time if you don't take it too serious. And I have fun going with my buddies that are very smart. Yeah. But I think there's people that would have a rough time, like being like, oh, they know all the answers. Like, I remember K9 Kyle, his wife and I went to a trivia night one time. And K9 Kyle knew every answer but maybe one all by himself. And his wife and I knew like 10. And he's like aware enough to like let us try to answer it before he tells and us. He's the like, answer. no dummies. It's <laughs> this, you fucking morons. So he played a pretty right though, where I think he like let us be happy about like the three that we got right but we definitely won a trivia night like you said there was teams of like 10 maybe not quite 10 but like six 
there and stuff and we were just there as a team of three and we just mopped the floor with people crushed them and i was like kyle this is easy money we got to start going to like trivia nights like i was starting to use him as like a, a like a show pony or like yeah look at this guy he's not gonna <laughs> like get a, any wrong like a circus trick next time we went back we just got our like shit pushed in like so yeah, it is like different very, categories and shit yeah it's yeah. very hit or miss but the, the one that we won i was like this is easy money this is the first time we've done this and we took first place so um but yeah i'll get off i'll get off that uh good week good life i've been loving it so oh nice all right so we're gonna we're gonna uh jump around about the badgers so i I think we're gonna go with the we're gonna change our themes now that what i believe is season three so i believe this is when we would start our new season right so this is this would be the third nfl season we're coming into our college football season and that's when we would start seasons yeah and we always fucked up like like i've said probably 10 15 times on this like we started a day late and a dollar short but uh because we started in the middle of a football season and my idea was to just record it but not put it out until the playoffs it whatever whatnot and then it turned into what it is so like it's season like two and a half like if we're going like no 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 no. (laughs) so it is we're just gonna roll one to three it's like uh parks and racks they showed their pilot got canceled and then started like uh the next season or something like that it is can you believe that like can you believe parks and racks got yeah got fucking canceled i think seinfeld is the same way like if you look at seinfeld season one it's like six episodes or some shit so yeah it's it's like every great show, I guess. So banging on the drum. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I'm See, we're, we're just, we're just fucking like, yeah, of course we are. I don't know so. why anyone would think anything different, right? Uh, but anyway, we're changing our, our things for the moment, I guess, until Pat changes them back. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but well, we'll jumping see. Around. I don't even know what you're talking about. We're jumping around about the Badgers instead of barking about the Badgers. I like that. That's That's more on point. Well, season two was the dog season, I will say. So we're yeah. rolling into uh, something else. So we might not be M dog and uh, maybe we're, dog yeah. anymore. Yeah, maybe we're jumping around with the Badgers. About the Badgers. With the Badgers. I think we're jumping around with the Badgers. Yeah, jumping with the Badgers. I think you could just say jumping with the Badgers. Okay, we'll th- we'll discuss it later. <laughs> All right, what what do you no, got? That'd be fine. Jumping with the Badgers. Uh, so just that what what we got coming up. Um, Two thirty again uh, at Camp Randall against University of Buffalo. Badgers are twenty eight point favorites. Over under is fifty four. Who you are you taking the Badgers to cover that? For sure. I mean. New new coach, uh, fire under the ass. I, I'm pretty sure every point that I'm about to say right now, someone could refute or could say the same point and argue the opposite thing. But I do think like our running game is too damn good. I don't know what we're going to come out 
on an offense with uh, Fickle. We are missing the dealio with Keelio. If you're listening, uh, we could have used Keelio uh, before just to see, just like what schemes we're running. But also, we do have like a brand new quarterback. I, I don't know. I just think the excitement's going to be too high. And if the new shit doesn't work right away, it's a subpar opponent where we have Braylon Allen, Chaz Malusi, like we're going to be able a great defense. You know, yep. I don't think Buffalo's putting up many points on us. And if it just comes down to it, we're just going to run the damn ball and be like, well, we'll, we'll work on the other stuff later. Like this is a last year team we beat by 28 points. Long okay. story short. So if what yeah, so, we're planning to do new doesn't work, we can fall back to our old shit and do it. Yeah. So the, uh, over or under the 54 points. So we would need to win by 28 and I would go under. I I think, I think this is like a 35 to seven type game. Um, so it's like a 42, 14. Right. Yeah. Something Damn like that. close to it. That's 56, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously 35, seven puts you right at 28. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's what they're looking for or well, 30. Yeah. So 45. So it'd be like 40 to 14, which falls in the under. So it's 40 to 12 is what, what they're predicting this score or 40, 41, 13, something like that. 41, 41, 13. 13. Sounds about right. But the the, the 28 doesn't make sense there, but that's 28. That is 28. 34, 13, 41, 13, 41 minus 13. 13 is 28 points. I don't think it is. Yeah, oh, yeah man. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was all right. So I was putting the four somewhere different. Yep. Yeah. Uh lots of math in, our, in this banging on the drum. This is why you need to stick around in your math classes, kids. Yeah. Just for stuff like this. Um anyway, I'm a, I'm in the same boat. I think we cover and I think we hit the under. I think our defense is too good to um give up really any points against this team. And then on top of that, I don't know that we're going to score. I don't know if we score 40, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, yeah. And I think we just run the damn ball. Like, get out there, prove to ourselves we can do what we can do. As far as I know, Mordecai can run the ball as well. I'm oh, okay. sure once we get a lead we'll try to sling it around a little bit and see and i'm under like, the impression that this season will be the most productive season we have under uh i think it's phil longo as the offensive coordinator due to the fact that we're still like set up for the run but you're putting in a system that is going to change it into the pass right so where we won't have running backs that are the same as what they've been in the past 20 years. They just won't be this hard nose, like 
bowling guys over. We're going to, you know, five yards in a cloud of dust and then hopefully break one open. Like that isn't going to be the style anymore. And so those guys are going to stop coming to Wisconsin. And so are the offensive linemen. Like you're not going to be able to keep the same type of offensive linemen. So this year, I think it's going to meld really well into like being able to do both things. Yeah. And I mean, we'll see how that goes, but I, I don't think they're going to lose recruits. They might not get the running backs they used to get from New Jersey or the East coast. It seemed like where a lot of count or Missouri, I guess that's not the East coast at all, but uh, who'd we get from Missouri? I think that's Monty ball. Oh, it's from Missouri. All right. Um, but I mean, Melvin Gordon, Wisconsin boy, uh, John Clay was from Wisconsin and Braylon Allen is our Fond du Lac dude. So, I mean, we'll still, we'll still get those guys. I think, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think Pickles yeah. gonna let those guys go out of state, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see how it changes. I wish I knew more about what we were going to be doing, but as far as I know, you know, the defense could could have stayed the same, and I'd have been happy with it. I'd think the offense did need a little bit of facelift to compete yeah. in this era of football. Uh, and I think we got it. So, uh, this being our Badger preview, uh, just looking at it like a couple things, schedule is very favorable for the Badgers this year. Yeah, I if, agree. Even if like everything stayed the same, uh, we kept Paul Chris or we kept Jim Leonard, like this would have been a season where you're like, hey, you guys, we got, we got, we got to be making a, yeah, we got to be making like, we got to be 11 and one here, right? We got 12 games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so at the very worst, that's what you got to finish this season at. And I I don't know if we went over the schedule yet, but starting off with the fluff. So we got Buffalo, Washington state, who's we're at Washington state. And we've been played tough by Washington State. That does very much feel like a a, a Badger scare game. Um, then Georgia Southern, another cupcake. But then we go at Purdue versus Rutgers versus Iowa. So we bring Iowa home. So that's favorable, but it is a tough game. At Illinois, I think turns into a, a B of a game. Uh in in a grading scale 4.0 i think what bielema is doing with them right now turns it into a solid game and and then versus ohio state at home at indiana versus northwestern so northwestern comes to us but northwestern is in shambles currently into a with all the shit that happened to that or yeah yeah yeah, and then Nebraska at home, Minnesota on the road. So I mean, there's definitely there's opportunities for losses, but like if we're looking at Wisconsin to be turning the corner, which is what the 
um, higher of fickle is telling us we need to do that will push us back into like really the Bielema era, you know, even Chris, like Chris's early part of his era, right? We win the games we're supposed to win. And that's, we don't have teams on this um, schedule, maybe outside of Ohio state and maybe Iowa, maybe that we shouldn't win. We don't have any games that are outside of that. That and and yeah, and we're bringing bringing both those two to Camp Randall, which Ohio State's going to be a bitch. Like there's, it always is. Like that is a game that if I say, "Oh, we're going to beat them," right? Like I don't even believe that myself. Like we have a psychological block there as well, on top of the fact that that they are exceptionally fucking good. They have three NFL wide receivers every year. <laughs> yeah. And an NFL so, quarterback every year. Yeah. So, yeah, the only oddball would be at Minnesota. Uh, and we need we need to beat those bitches this year. I want to say they've got the axe the past two years. I know for a fact that the series is even – um, I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, but I think it's either 61, 61 and eight or 63, 63 and eight. Uh, odd number rings into my head, but this is the year where someone takes the lead in the series. And I want to say Minnesota has got it the past two years, which. Okay. That, and that's, good. that's plausible. I guess I, th- it like doesn't be, feel right because our lifetime has been oh we, yeah like we've we're only like sixty three and sixty three right but we had the axe for like fifteen straight years or something like that yeah but this this is a tipping point I think the uh, last time that they had the axe who was the running backs that were at Minnesota you would think it was Lawrence Mar- Maroney and Marion Barber but yeah I think that, them we beat them on like a blocked punt. Or some yeah, they're senior kind year. of shit. Yeah, but I think even even stretching like further back, because so I work with uh, a young guy from Minnesota who just turned twenty. Same day my mom did. So happy birthday, mom! Um, sorry, it made me uh, made you wait this long for your happy birthday wish. But August twenty seventh, uh, dude turned twenty, and we were. We were doing some Wisconsin Minnesota rivalry, whether it be baseball, NFL, uh, college football, and just some stuff. Yeah, okay. And you know, just from watching the game every year, you hear this is the longest rivalry in college football yep. history, um, shit like that. So I I knew the series was like very close, but even him and I were like, it couldn't have been the past two years and now even that i'm saying it out loud again it it does feel wrong but i'm pretty sure they got it the last two years they got it last year for sure yeah so so yeah i forgot where we were going with that but we need to beat minnesota this year yeah so basically our schedule is favorable right iowa ohio state are the tough matchups they're coming into camp randall and then minnesota is obviously a rivalry game that um, we need to get the axe back. So 
maybe it'll be more pressure than we're expecting. And we have a new coach. Like, it's big fix season, but still, like, you never know what's coming when a coach leaves a place that he's had success and coming someplace else. Um, I think the one that I think about the most is um, Rich Rodriguez, who left West Virginia and went to Michigan, where you'd think you can recruit anybody you want into Michigan. And he failed at Michigan, which it, I don't understand, but he did. So the Frost to Nebraska shit was pretty yeah, bad another, as well. Yeah, that's a really tough one where he's like killing it at Central Florida, which is not the same deal, right? But you would have thought Nebraska would have been able to start scooping players left and right with that guy coming in. Yeah, which you do think that, like with your college football history brain, but, you know, like maybe kids are like, hey, Frost, if you would have stayed at Central Florida in Orlando, you know, Right, yeah, I would have. I would have had a better chance at coming to you than if you're going to, you know, bumfuck Nebraska. I can't even think of where they well, are if you're in Nebraska. It's, it's not Lincoln. Lincoln, is it? it is. Oh, Lincoln. it is Lincoln. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so that kind of wraps up our stuff with the Badgers. We will bring on a Badgers expert more than likely. Uh, we'll do the dealio with Kilio so that he can break down like who's going to really be stepping up when it comes to Big Ten play. However, we're going to roll on over to roll out the barrel with the Brewers. Oh, so we're going all cliche stuff. I, I do kind of like that, too. So yeah, uh, season three, get ready for the cliche. So we're going to roll out the barrel with the Brewers. We can't bark after it, though. What, what can we do? We can burp. We could polka. We need a polka button. You need to get roll out the barrel. We definitely need that, and we definitely need to leave Zoom, unless it's my computer and not Zoom. But yeah, yeah, right. It probably is your computer, but we could leave Zoom too. It wouldn't be the end of the world, probably. Yeah. Um, All right. So the Brewers have won nine games in a row. Um, I'm going to look up whether we're still trailing the Cubs tonight, but in the last nine, nine games, we are, we have swe- we're, we have swept- we're trailing them one to nothing. So, one sorry. nothing and probably the eighth. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, but anyway, in the last, and we talked a little bit, a little bit about this last week, we swept the Rangers. We swept the twins in a two game series. We swept the Padres in a three game series. And that's beat- new. New that is new. From, yeah. yeah, new news from last. Sorry, and then we beat I'll quit and then, No, no, we're good. We beat the Cubs in the first game of the series against them. So really just been on a hot streak. We're currently, I believe, five games up in the NL Central. And then playing the Cubs tonight, down one nothing. I assume we're going to get some late-game heroics. A two-run bomb just to break the hearts of the old Chicago Cubbies, which would be pretty nice um but that's what i have about the brewers over the last nine i guess not ten yeah no it's been going exactly kind of the way that we've been talking about is that the brewers are going to kind of go the way of uh 
oh, Willie Adamas is if Willie starts hitting, we're a very competitive team. If we bring in an extra bat, we're a very competitive team. So through this stretch, Willie has been hitting. If I click on anything right now, my computer starts glitching to shit. But Willie has been hitting. Canna has been fucking raking. He's just squaring up everything, dude. He hit a home run last night that it was a a row, maybe two rows away from leaving Wrigley Field. Just demolished the ball. It was was an amazing uh, moonshot. Then the way this team plays defense, I don't know. I haven't been... I've been doing my uh, recap rundown and things like that. But if we aren't the best defense in the league of like, I'm sure if we brought Mad Chad on here, he would tell us, you know, the Brewers are top three in run save defensively. And through this stretch, Terang won a game with his glove, won maybe more than one game with his glove. Just magnificent work uh, at second base. I'm trying to think of Ozzie Smith, like shit on the field. He's not quite doing like backflips and shit, but he's made, made some plays where you're like, damn, this guy is going to go down in history as one of the best defensive players. If, if he can keep that up, like obviously like it's a season, it's this, he's going to, have to hit a little bit better when he gets a hold of one he can get a hold of one um he hasn't been getting put in a lot of like pressure situations but through this stretch the brewers have been pushing runs across like when they need to uh my big gripe was always getting the guys on on third base with less than two outs and never being able to get them in uh hasn't been happening as much lately so the team's been hitting we keep pitching seems like when we don't pitch well uh adrian hauser left the game early uh he's went to the dl too or the il or whatever it is yeah yeah whatever they want to change it to every season il dl uh ir whatever whatever you want to call it yeah who'd they call up do you do do you recall who they called up I should PJ? know because because I just JP PJ something like that. Some. But no, no, I couldn't look it up. I couldn't even tell you who came in to replace him because when I was watching, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I need to learn his name. I learned his name and have forgot it already. So, so there's that. Uh but yeah, I mean, if the if the team's playing like this, I know the Phillies are playing well right now too. So that that is like the one scary part is maybe I'm looking like a little too far ahead. Um, we'll see how this Cubs game finishes tonight. We're in the top of the ninth now, down one nothing. Uh, I'm sure Chad. Mad Chad out there is saying same old Brewers, uh, pitchers holding to one run. They don't they don't score any. But I am saying I'm chalking up Mad Chad 
not being able to say anything nice about the Brewers to me not being able to say LOL when someone says something that they're that might even be funny in a chat or like just to you he just can't do it it's like against his uh cone yeah like yeah so even when they're good he can't say something nice right uh so i don't know i don't very often go with lol right i probably have i probably tried to go with lol but it does i don't think i've ever said very weird maybe i've said it once yeah um i i generally go with like haha right if i think something's funny but when someone says lol back to you do you kind of say like okay nice like not even i don't know i I think it's a i think it's more of a courtesy thing it's like good wit buddy good wit maybe that's what i'll start saying good wit good so like so why are you so opposed to it if that's what you feel like it is i don't know man it's in my blood just like chat he doesn't know why he can't fucking say something nice about the brewers it's just it's just in him and i think my thing was like when lol first became a thing i was like I thought yeah. like maybe you had to be like laughing out loud, like actually, but now I think it is just like I respect yeah, that comment. I get, I get what you were going with there. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That it's not like you're actually laughing out loud. It's less like yeah, it's, it's less of like a, laughing. Yeah, I, I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna try to use it every time I'm in a text message just even if it's not funny yeah i i that that's too much you can't be that guy you gotta give you gotta give like decent lols but i've been using more explanation points more uh oh yeah me too faces and stuff just i give thumbs up a lot i've heard thumbs up is the new fuck you on on like oh geez i'm being an asshole then yeah that's look at them yeah yeah so geez we're we're living and learning yep but anyways i want to get into a couple more brewers thing uh i want to say it was in the 10-6 win over san diego uh where the defense really shined uh yelich made just a hell of a catch uh tracking back to the wall and not only that i don't know if he did this on purpose or if it was just like the most natural way for him to make the catch but he put his right or his left leg on the wall so when he caught it he could like push off the wall and throw it into the infield but that's just how good this Brewers team has been defensively is even if he didn't mean to do that, I'm not saying Yelich is like that big of a wizard. I I definitely think his body was telling him like, hey, I need to no, it was his right leg. He need to put his right leg against the wall to make the catch, which not only was it natural but it was helpful as well to push his momentum back the other way to make the throw 
but that was pretty sick um and then we've been pulling out so the cubs brought sister jean out to throw the first pitch and she threw it like a wimpy little bitch and we're bringing out cc sabathia and ben sheets to throw the first pitch we have way better first pitchers than than the cubs so yeah yeah i mean i agree what do you think it would take to to be able to throw out a first pitch? How successful do you need to get? And do you need to be popular or just like mildly popular and then ask to throw the first pitch out? I think they would – I don't think you have to be anything too spectacular to throw out the first pitch. Could you be a podcast host about the Brewers in order and do it? Like on our level, but you're in the Milwaukee area. Could you throw out the first pitch? No, not not at our level. I think okay. you would never the, mind. I take rep, it back. You you gotta be it's it's relative. Like could you I be think, the raptor and throw it out? I think it's a little above his head. Okay. And that's that's where the mark is. I think front row Amy is gonna get a first pitch before it's all said and done, if she hasn't already. Um, you know, like Smash Mouth is probably thrown out a first pitch somewhere. Uh, Smash Mouth, like, is that something that I'm like? I mean, they had like one of the, a huge hit at some point in the last thirty years, right? That's who we're talking about. Uncle Crack. I'll I'll take it back. That's that was an insult to Smash Mouth. Um, Uncle Uncle Cracker, come on, man. He's probably throwing out a first pitch. So, so yeah, yeah I guess I guess you got to be. I mean, so, like, let's look at this logically. There's 81 games the Brewers could use a first pitch for, right? You're probably not getting 81 legit celebrities, but you're getting a few, like, Milwaukee politicians probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, like, the mayor might... of Milwaukee might do one, whatever. Right? I guess you could do a player. Yeah, every game Fun. you could bring in a player in or something like that, a former player. Yeah, Bill Hall should definitely get one. But see, I even think like Bill Hall's a tweener. But the Brewers have been bringing back beasts to throw out the first pitch. Like we had yeah. CC do it, and then we had Ben Sheets do it. Like I'll take you that. Think Bill, you think? I feel like there's like nobodies that throw out first pitches. Like. Sometimes they just let kids do it just for fun. I booed a kid that threw out a first pitch. It was on accident. Patrick, why do you? It was on you a, how do you accidentally boo a kid that threw out a first pitch? I didn't know what was going on. It was fairly recently, and I wasn't even that drunk either. Like I thought they were like bringing out the other team's lineup, and I was cheering for the Shuckers. But it was Pensacola. So I thought Pensacola was running on the field. So everybody was cheering. And I was like, and it was like a little girl. Like, Were you with your wife or were you with your friends? So that one, my wife wasn't there for. So thankfully, I was, yeah, didn't give her the secondhand embarrassment of, of that one. Good for you, Pat. But getting back on track, the Brewers are on a tear. Um, even if they do end up losing this one, which they did one, nothing, 
Uh, I'll have to go back and check out that. That kind of hurts my soul that 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 is the end of the the. We didn't make it to ten on a yep. one nothing loss. That is rough. That's the Brewers, man. Same old Brewers. Yeah, that that's Mad Chad. Should, should we see? Let's see what Mad Chad tweeted today. So I hope yeah, he's you listening. Gotta... So you got to tweet at us at least, Mad Chad, um, if you're listening. But we're about to read your. <laughs> last few tweets but mike you gotta you gotta keep gotta, us going until... i gotta keep us rolling here on the brewers uh, okay no no no. i got him i got him up. He's, he's got him up he's ready to go so one day ago mad chad says wade mildly big balls huge balls gigantic balls so that's one positive we're gonna like it uh, is that a, is that a positive or a negative or is he saying that Wade Miley just throws balls all the time. No, Wade Miley pitched a hell of a game. So, and, and he well, was maybe he's trying to, to be negative about a hell of a game. I don't know. No, he was pounding the strike zone like he was just letting any guy hit it on the ground to him. Like I want to say, if you if you look up the stats of that game, it's all ground ball outs. He did get bopped. Um, Wind was blown out to left last night. Uh, but then he uh, went on a five-day hiatus before that one last night. And it was LOL how. And then the one before that, not quite sure I understand, the Weimer for Hannah. And, yeah, I think they pinch hit, pinch hit Weimer for Canna. When, like I've been saying, Can has been Crush. tearing the cover off the ball. So even uh, during the midst of like a five-game win streak, he's just bitching about him. Yeah, a little bit. Surely Willie will have a productive at-bat that doesn't end in a K. Surely. And then yeah, he's bitching he, about him. He reposted this, though. Adamus delivers in the bottom half back to even so so that's a so that's not a repost pat that's a reseat oh he yeah he, it. so he reseated that he was wrong about that is so he was okay. calling willie out is that and, him is that him being like positive or just being like all right like this is actually what happened that's as positive as it gets from a guy with uh at mad chad as his handle so it's like saying good wit gw yep gw i like that i'm gonna start using gw everybody's but, gonna be like what in the fuck does this mean but chad you're on blast now you got the last laugh right now the brewers lost you're probably sad but also kind of happy that you're right just because baseball fans are sick like that um we love you anyways so what do you got, oh, Mike? Yeah. You got anything to tie a bow on it? Nope, not really. I, I, like, I'm just I'm happy the Brewers are nine and one in their last ten. Even though yesterday they were nine and one in the last ten, and it could be ten and zero. Oh, but sad to see him go out on a one zero loss. Like, put the fucking bats on the ball, do something better than that. But we'll move on. We'll jump over to banging on the drum with the Bucks, with the Bucks, with the Packers. 
Jesus Christ. I don't know if that one's going to work. Banging, banging with the Packers. Yeah, that that's something like that's like what Chris Jackie did with Mike Holmgren's daughter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> missed the White House. You know, I'm just getting sketchy. I think All that's right. a Sparta rumor made up. I'll clear that up. Bang on the drum about the pack, Mike. No, yeah, yeah that's, so that's way too clunky. That's not gonna yeah. Be so it. bang it. We could do banging with the pack, drumming with the pack. I don't want to play. I want to talk about the pack all day with the pack. Wait, it doesn't no. even have to be with the pack. with the pack. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but we are already banging on the drum, so that doesn't really. Do we have another uh, uh, iconic song with the Packers besides banging on the drum? Jumping the, the stands with us like that it could be like jumping in the stands with the pack um that's a robert you, brooks original jump oh, okay. <laughs> all right yeah if, if you I think you did it mention up, it's that. amazing yeah it is i think it's i did look time. it up but um or you showed it to me maybe that is that is a green bay original for sure the, no this is what we're gonna call it jump in the stands with us Bam. We're still working it. Mike didn't look like he liked that that much. No, no, I, I, I'm fine with that. I was thinking maybe you could put Lambo in there, but jump in the stands with us is fine. I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah, talk about the pack all day. I like that too. Anyway, they beat the pack, the Seahawks, <laughs> 19 to 15 on a last minute interception in the end zone. I don't remember who made that. Catch, it might be one of the guys I mentioned, This one of the undrafted free agents. Do you remember who made the interception late? It Did wasn't Patrick Dendy, so no. It was not Patrick Dendy. 53-man roster is now set. Uh, they set it today. Um, three undrafted free agents make the team. Maybe four if you include the punter. I'm not sure if we we do that. or if, I don't think he got drafted. We draft a punter? No, we drafted a punter. Yeah, I we think did. we did. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, no, we didn't draft a punter. We drafted kicker. Oh, okay. Yeah, that right? sounds right. Just yeah, Anders Carlson. Anyway, uh, Emmanuel Wilson, running back. Uh, he made the team. I did not see Patrick Taylor. Yeah. Did not see him on there. Uh, Benton Cox, a linebacker, made the team. It could have been him who made the interception. And Malik Heath, a wide receiver, all undrafted free agents, made the team. Pretty good. Um, well, we think Patrick Taylor got cut? I think so, yeah. Okay. okay. Practice squad okay. guy, maybe? Yeah. I, yeah, I have no clue. Which is actually surprising because Patrick Taylor is a um, special teamer where Emmanuel Wilson doesn't appear to be quite as much of that. Um. So 11 out of the 13 draft picks made the team. The only two that didn't were Lou Nichols, who was a either like a big running back or a fullback. He was injured. He was a seventh rounder to 35 or something like that. They were both seventh rounders, both guys that didn't make it. And Grant Dubois missed a bunch of practices with the back injury. Didn't from make the team. From Charlotte. He's a wide receiver. We cleared that up. So. And he's a wide receiver, yeah. 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 We knew uh, uh, Grant Dubois. Yep. Yep. 
so those two did, did not make it. Everybody else that they drafted did make the team. And then the Packers cut last year's punter in favor of Dan Whelan. Uh, last year's punter is Pat O'Donnell. Um, not a good day for Patrick's in the Green Bay organization. So better watch your back there, Pat. Yeah, your sure. stock. They're coming from um, the Chris Jackie and, comment. Got him. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> if I had to, if I had to ask you who like the true Irishman was, was Whelan or O'Donnell? Who? What would you say? O'Donnell for sure. Nope, Whelan from the from the mainland. Oh, okay. he's from an island, I guess. So the Ireland's an island, but he's the first one in like fifteen or sixteen years. I shouldn't. I don't even know. So name. born and raised in Ireland. Yep. yep. Okay. So our like new punter that. is an Irishman. That that's feisty too, because you need that Ireland, guy that's ready to swing, right? Yeah, and that's that's one of those places where. Uh, if you're an anthropologist, uh, like I was saying many, many episodes ago, I want to be an anthropologist of Oklahoma because I think Oklahoma is filled with tough guys that get bullied by their big brother. So Oklahoma's big brother is Texas. Ireland's big brother is England. And, and yeah, they're testy. They're testy folks that you'd want on your side even in braveheart uh when the irishmen turn and fight for scotland it, it's a turning point in the movie so so yeah i'll take that guy any day all right dan Whelan. that's We're my analysis on our, our punter yep and then next uh, uh so we'll get dig into the actual like what we think is going to happen next week when we come on. Packers play on Sunday, not sure which time, and they play against the Bears. So, but we'll dig into that game next week. Yeah. All right, so- and, and we should have a show before the game for sure. Um, I might be doing some hurricane cleanup stuff for the guard, but at Chicago, 325 to most of the people who are listening to this show. Yep. All right. And with that, we're going to drive fast and turn left. That one's not changing. I think we definitely are uh, killing that one. Unless yeah, we have, us- we, no, we hammered. This. What's the Talladega one that uh, is run by. Are we frozen? Uh, you're frozen. I don't know if I'm frozen, right? So, like, uh, when you freeze, if I'm recording, does it freeze no. my voice too? I can still hear your audio. So, okay, I'm not gonna go back in and cut this just because I'm sure they'll be rolling. Just a slight pause for you guys. Put it at 1.5 speed. You'll be good to go. But what is that too? Driving we fast, sound. Yeah, driving fast, turn left. Great there- name. For- but the, but there's the there's a song about Talladega too. Somebody sings Rocket Rando in there. Like we could just call it Rocket Rando. That's my favorite line in the whole song. Yeah, driving fast, yeah, turn yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, it's, you're not it's a staple. Sorry, it's not, a staple. I like driving fast and turn left. 
Um, we could go with you're not first. If you're not first, you're last. Oh, right. Go, go with some be, Ricky Bobby yeah. ones. That would be. Um, I actually quoted that movie tonight when I gambled all of our trivia points on the last question that I got wrong. So, oh, you got that one wrong. See, that's why you got second. Yeah. Um, but we could have got first if we got it right. So, could have got first. Yep. If you ain't first, you're last. So, we took last. We took second, which was last. Which was second. I thought there was three teams. So yeah, you're good. But we didn't win. So in that logic, we took last. We didn't win. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So uh, Martin Truex Jr. finished 24th at D- at Daytona this weekend. Um, with the last race of the regular season, Chris Busher took home the checkered flag, and the chase for the cup is set. Um, the last guy in was Bubba Wallace. And the first guy out might have been Chase Elliott. Not sure. And about that's that. and that's how it works. They just chop chop people down. Yeah, but they still get to race in the yeah, chase for the cup. But they just however they can't. They don't have the opportunity to win the chase for the cup. Yeah, so I think it's kind of like the FedEx Cup in golf. I, I couldn't even tell you how the FedEx Cup works, but. I think you could still win the tournament and win the tournament prize money, but you're just not winning points towards the FedEx Cup or the chase for the thing. So, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, we're and, still and, in it, though. That's what you're saying. I, yep. Anyway, Martin Truex Jr. finished second in the season standings. Um, I don't know if that matters coming up in the cup, but everybody I think it does. Like, 3,000 points, and like he's right up there with like 3,032, and then one guy's got 3,035, something like that is when I looked at it today. Um, everybody is very close. Looks like everybody still has an opportunity to win uh, the chase for the cup, right? That made it in. Like everybody still has like a realistic, but some guys are out in front a little bit. Like, a, like yeah. you have the one seat or something. I don't know. Yeah, and from the little bit I know about the FedEx Cup is like, say you start minus two then, or or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. like you you start with a few more points or something okay. like that. Okay. I think that's how that works. But like I said, I'm kind of talking out of my ass, but I kind of think I'm right too. I think I think it would back up. But nice. All right. We're still in it. We're still in it. We're- we're still in it. He's driving fast. He's turning left. Um, I don't like that he finished 24th this week, but maybe he was taking a rest race. You know, it's just definitely, a, definitely it. Yeah, just kind of like back off, like no big deal. Take it easy. And then next week, going to come out, dominate. That's what we're looking for. We're winning the chase for the cup this year. And then hopefully Martin Truex Jr., doesn't retire, but if he does, we'll, we'll find, find a new, new person. Race. Yeah, we'll find a new person. So, yeah. So All right. We so won't, um, we won't miss you, miss you for long, Mark. Mark Truex Jr. Mark Truex. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, call him by the wrong name. Mark Truex. Nope. I was yeah. going to think. I was trying to think of another J, but it doesn't work. Because the only thing is junior. 
All right, that was a flop. That was yeah, a flop yeah, on yeah, my yeah, part. Yep, yeah, we missed the boat on that. Uh, all right, so uh, ideas for us to be more socially conscious is to remind everyone in the memory of Bob Barker to spay and neuter your pets. Okay, I like that. Right. I was wondering where you were so, going with that line. I thought it was from the last brain drain that we completely cut out of it that I don't even remember what it was about. It, no, it is. Um, but I think this is something that like we can just think about as a podcast. Like it might be like beneficial for our brand. The Spain like, to be your pets. No, just be socially conscious about things. I think that that's what kind of came out of the brain drain last time is that shouldn't be an asshole. Yep. hundred percent. Right. That's what it was. But I did yep. cut it because I felt like I was, uh, you were kind of the asshole. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never mind. I don't even want to get back into that one. Cause we it, don't have, it, we don't it, it was a rabbit hole. It was an episode of a brain drain. Yeah. And so basically the idea is that we can just think of a way every week to be social, more socially conscious. Maybe we don't have to be perfect, but we can become better humans through the podcast. I like that. I like Which sometimes that. is what the brain drain is about, but like this one, just spay and neuter your pets because Bob Barker passed away this this week at 99. Yep. Spay and neuter your pets unless you're breeding them. You probably to, don't need to breed them. Just go yeah. to the pound and get something, right? If yeah. You, you probably really don't need to breed them. I get that people like that shit, but. But how would new pets come available if you spayed and neutered all the pets? They, we're killing pets every fucking day in this country. All right. Kill I'm shelters a, and stuff like that. I'm on your side with this. Keep doing it until it's uh, a problem the other way. And then it'll be easy to fix. So, yep, I like yep. that. I like that. All right. Do you right. have anything more? Nope. That's it. That's my socially conscious. I do have an answer for your question here, though. So ask away. Okay. So my brain drain. We are going to do my brain drain. So yep. I was just wondering, how often do you think a musician knows when they are recording something? that they have an absolute hit like no I, yeah i understand the question um okay i don't think they do and this is why i don't think not that like they don't have hits and like they don't realize that they have hits i think everything they record they think is the hit i uh, think that's like I'm... this is fucking jamming yeah and like everything but then don't you think that it happens to them enough where they're like I don't really know. Or do you think nope. they're just that confident? All yeah, the I think time? I think that to some extent they're they're ridiculously confident. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm interested to know that. Like, yeah, that's fair. Um, do you know the song where like they're like, uh, it's um, the gambler guy who is that Kenny Rogers, right? Yeah, and it's the it's the kid who's playing baseball. He throws it up, strike. Throws it up, strike. Throws yeah. it up, strike, and then he's like, and he, he keeps saying he's the greatest hitter of all time, and then he goes, even I didn't know I could pitch that good. I think that's fucking musicians. Like, man, like everything I'm fucking putting out is just killing it. 
if, if they record it, I should say that, right? I think there's probably stuff that they write that they aren't willing to put on a disc that they're like, this is fucking dog shit. I'm not putting that out. Yeah, I think there's more stuff that like that than you would think that even they record it and they're like, I'm not going to put that out. Like, I think that's like more personal, like it resonates with me, but it's not going to resonate with like other people. But that's me like loser talking, like how I would think about it is like yeah i don't know it, maybe i just assume it. they don't know when they have a banger or they think the things that are bangers or they think something's a banger and it's not right you you got to think though like emotionally charged songs um i'm trying to think of like a a good artist for for something that's like a little bit like emotionally charged like in a downerish way is like you know this isn't this isn't gonna be good but you is know it, like the latest is it sugarland sugarland saying something about like cheating on it like some guy was cheating on his wife with her right like why don't you stay maybe like something like that which is a yeah pretty, like a killer yeah, song you, but yeah something like that or not even like Okay, you gave me a good road, like Gary Allen shit. Like, maybe, you know, you're like, ah, oh, is this going to really resonate with people? But you know, the people who like uh, wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun, like they hear that, they probably knew that that was going to bop right off the bat. Like, yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> But like, was the fifth song on that album something that they were like, uh, oh yeah, this is going to kill it. Like you can always tell like when a single comes out and then it's only okay. And then you hear something else off the album and you're like, oh, this is so much better than the fucking one you put out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I that think happens that happens a lot, but a like lot. this single is like, this is it. This is the fucking song. That's yeah. the one they think is the song. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, like there are better shits later where they're like, this one might not be on par with something I would say absolutely gonna slap, slap for the kids. Yeah, and like, so to be fair, I'm not like this huge music guy, so. Me neither. I I don't know why. I just assume that they think things are good if they're putting it on. But we've definitely had episodes that are better and then episodes that are fucking worse. And we can recognize that we don't, be, we're not like after everyone, like that was fucking awesome. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we've definitely left one where we're like, Hey, we did pretty good on that one. Like, yeah. It's not all the time though. No, but some of the times, usually when I listen back to, I'm like, I was better than I thought. And yeah, even when I've left an episode where I was like, Oh, it's going to be bad. Uh, maybe it'll make people think. But with that being said, this one was an awesome one. Thanks for yeah. listening. Yeah. And we, if you're down on the you. Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, the Packers, or Martin Truex Jr., you can eat our shorts. We love you. Rolling. I knew you had to get that in, so I had to leave it. All them.
them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Eat 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 my shows.